I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Haymonth Powar. Haymonth uh, is CEO of Zen Abode Capital Group. He lives in the Bay Area of California, uh, not too far from me, I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, he is owner and operator of apartments across eight states in the US and also works full-time as IT program director. So Haymonth, I, I First of all, just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for taking the time out to to come share your story. Uh, thank you, Jason, for the invite and absolute honor and pleasure to be here. And I look forward to our conversation. Yes, me too. So why don't we start just with um, you telling us your background? Give us give us a bit of of your story, and um, you know, kind of we'll we'll go we'll dive in from there. Sure. Um, I, I guess uh, my story falls in a, a, the typical immigrant bracket, you know, where um, uh, we uh, born in India, did my college, uh, had my engineering degree. Uh, my job sent me all over the world. I have lived in five continents now for a couple of years each. Um, traveled almost 40, 40 plus countries, not on job, but that's my hobby too. And uh, uh, it was in twenty. 14 when I moved uh, to the US uh, where I uh, with my ex-wife and uh, uh, that was uh, uh, one of the uh, you know life-changing decisions because obviously the US being the land of opportunities so many of my uh, friends and colleagues uh, from here uh, some of my clients which I used to work for uh, were also from here so uh, that opened a whole uh, new door of opportunities and uh, career progression. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I, um, uh, you know, we uh, I separated from my wife in 2016, and I moved to California uh, in start of 2017. So uh, that that was, you know, how I landed up <laughs> in the in the U.S. and the the job that I have. Um, as as my W two, I work with uh, uh, on the critical care IT infrastructure side. I manage large teams. Uh, I've been doing that for many years now. But uh, one of the things that I've always wanted to do and, uh, uh, you know, kind of a, a give back um, uh, system or kind of a give back inspiration that, uh, you know, I always thought hey, I need to do something more. And that happened in uh, uh, 2016 when I started my, uh, when, you know, uh, some incident happened and I, I started a charity organization and that grew significantly uh, large along with my W2. Uh, so that's a little bit about my, um, you know, uh, my job, my work, and what I do in my uh, free time, personal time. And then the third phase of my uh, life and the critical phase be uh, began when I uh, got introduced to the world of real estate and especially multifamily real estate uh, around 18 months back. And uh, I saw that as an opportunity to uh, bring me the financial freedom and the freedom of using my time and utilizing it for the activities that I love to do uh, on the side. 
especially my uh, the charity organization I run and the activities around uh, surrounding those. Uh, so that this really intrigued me, and that's when I jumped into multi-family real estate. Uh, and for the last eighteen months, we have been buying and operating properties across uh, across the U.S. Uh, many investors have invested in these properties. Uh, you know, I am very fortunate to have a lot of people who reach out, uh, do want to join hands and maybe invest or become a partner in these properties. And my journey towards that financial freedom goal uh, started quite well. So I'm I'm really looking forward for the next phase where I where I can sign off from my W two <laughs> and move into my personal interests more. Uh, maybe another couple of months, maybe a year, you know, uh, and I don't know it, but it's not far away. So that's, that's a little bit about what, what's happening in my life lately. Um, yeah. Any, anything specific you want to want me to share, I can expand no, on that. No, that was, that was a great, uh, sort of background. And, um, it, it's, it's, it's always fascinating to me to hear, you know, kind of people's stories, their background, how they got where they got, but what did you, what sort of brought you to real estate? What, you know, I, that you started, you said you started that phase, but what, what kind of gave you that idea? What sort of sent you in that direction? I think the, um, um, the moment or the epiphany that I had was when uh, one random step that I took in a moment of, uh, you know, uh, uh, when I, uh, when I separated from my ex-wife and, you know, the, the, I was sitting at, um, I was traveling um, back home and I was just sitting at the airport meeting my cousin who, who manages the security of the airport. And I saw this family of, uh, you know, a single mom and four daughters who were in the detention room. And I tried to find out from the social worker, you know, what, what happened. And apparently they were caught in some human trafficking uh, ring and they were, I mean, they were completely innocent because they didn't know who they were interacting with right. and what kind of people had invited them there. But uh, I spoke to the social worker. I spoke to one of those little girls. You know, they were like literally seven, nine, 13, and 16-year-old um, uh, daughters the mother had. And they definitely, you know, uh, they, you know it, it was a clear case of uh, uh, someone just uh, fooling them with papers or some promises and then they get attached to this uh, nefarious activity and uh, people uh, who give them letters to come on board, uh, to come um, in the country. Uh, so I spoke, I, I, I told the social worker, I need to, I want to do something for them because, uh, you know, I, I was on that phase where I uh, went through a difficult uh, marriage for seven, eight years and tried everything in the world to save it. Nothing happened. And I said, if I do one thing for this family, maybe something good will happen. It just happens at that moment of, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, you are in an emotional state, you're thinking about life a lot and something, this this came in front of me. So I I kind of financially adopted them. We sent them back. We uh, got a house for them because they were living on the streets uh, wherever they came from. They came from the Middle East. Um, and uh, uh, we put the girls back in the uh, in the schools, the colleges, uh, the elder one, we gave, uh, we built, we gave them some money to start a business. She she opened a shop um, for women's uh, clothing and jewelry. And over the next two years, I uh, made sure that they were provided for. They were doing, uh, you know, whatever they were doing in school, college, and and the work. And uh, 
by doing that, by going that extra mile for a certain objective and keeping my focus on making things better for them, today that same family uh, has uh, has a business that employs 17 such uh, women or girls like them who were caught in the you know human trafficking. So that kind of you know it it challenged me to think beyond salary beyond money beyond right. my travel or you know hobbies and uh while i, I was you know through my regular work that i do i um, you know i work in the critical care healthcare organization i constantly kept thinking about how i could do that more and more and you know uh, be the um uh, be able to provide for more such people because there are so many of uh, so many would benefit from uh, uh, you know such kind of support and that got me thinking into how do I add on to my current income so I could provide more, how I could reach out to various groups and generate some kind of visibility and some information about people who, you know, who get stuck in such um, um, kind of situations. So from that point on till now, uh, I, have al I have almost 21 kids that I have adopted. I recently uh, even uh, sponsored two Ukrainian families to come, uh, you know, because uh, the U.S. has a Uniting for Ukraine program. They are welcoming refugees and they need sponsors. This And I think this is a good forum for me to disclose to the world that they need sponsors. When, when I say sponsors, you know, the first few months of their stay, uh, they definitely need, somebody needs to provide for the insurance, for the housing, make sure they get their work permits because the government is very helpful uh, in those matters, and some kind of a guardian, right? So uh, uh, that was uh, the, the recent thing that I did. And the kind of satisfaction, happiness, and uh, few small things that I do are creating such big uh, changes and uh, uh, changing lives. Uh, I think that has been uh, extremely satisfying for me. I mean, I am 46 now. In my 46 years, I've never been so happy. <laughs> the when you talk to these these girls, or you know, they they send you emails with their uh, you know their uh, their scorecards, their report cards. You know, after yeah. their midterms and semesters, or uh, they send me pictures of how the shop is doing and they moved into a bigger one. I think that it it's just a different phase. You know, I, uh, I, I you know I don't want to say this, but uh, you know, tomorrow I haven't I haven't got time, a lot of time to focus on my personal life yet. Sometimes I do worry about it. I do feel I should also have a family and a personal life. Yeah. But uh, I always think, even if that doesn't happen, I think uh, you know when I go, I think I I do leave behind somebody to remember me or some people who remember me. So you know, that's a more much more. A deeper thought, but I don't. We don't want to go there. But uh, you know that the kind oh, of we feeling can go there. That's, that's no yeah. problem at all. We can go there. That I, you, sure. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm happy to talk. I mean, this is uh, amazing. I mean, and, and I mean, God, applauding applause to you for you know kind of taking that that step. I mean, so so many times we're just out in the world. It's like you see something wrong and just kind of turn the other way, move on, you know, someone else will figure it out, that kind of thing. But, but I mean, you, you, like you, you saved their lives. Like you, <laughs> like, the, I mean, there's no, no other way around it. Like that, that's, that's so incredibly impactful. And, and when I, 
you know, the name of the podcast is Know Your Why, and and it's almost like you that like you haven't even talked about real estate yet, right? You've just talked about you've just <laughs> yeah. talked about your why, and that that's yeah. fantastic. Like I'm happy. I don't care. We don't. I don't we can talk about this real estate if you don't want, or we can just yeah. talk if you want. But we can talk about yeah. this. But the the one of the things last year, um, I, I went to the best ever conference, like one of the one of the big real estate conferences. I don't, I don't know if you've been. It's, it's a good one. Um, went there. Yeah, and, heard about, yes. Yeah. What I was what I was struck by the most is you know you have all kinds of like, you know, big names, successful people on the stage talking about real estate and stuff. But some of the best talks came from like the people that they didn't even talk about real estate. They're like, oh, here's my bio. I have, you know, billions of dollars of assets under management, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, but here's what I actually care about now. And it was all about their impact and what what they were doing with that, you know, what that the the money the wealth that they had created from from hard work and everything like that and it was like amazing to see that but you started there i mean you st- <laughs> like you started there <laughs> and and then decided to use real estate as as sort of the vehicle to con- continue that right that's that's kind yeah. of what it's what i'm getting from this right and I, yes. if i'm way off base yeah. please tell me but um yeah. yeah you 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 found the impact that you wanted to create first and were like, well, real estate will help me do that. I'll go ahead yeah. and do real estate. And it, it like, it's not, it's not the typical way that people go about this <laughs> or that gets talked about, but, but so incredibly impressive. Um, do you honestly, do you want to talk about real estate or do you want to keep yeah. talking about? No, I think we definitely should be talking about real estate because, you know, I second your opinion and your thought and, because I met some great people after entering this field, uh, the real estate field. And uh, it also um, uh, uh, quite early dawned on me that there's there's a lot of synergy with uh, some senior folks who do want to give back and really support such mm-hmm. kind of uh, uh, activities and the contributions to the society. Uh, my own mentor, Rod, he uh, he's big on giving back and he has, uh, he has his own charity that he runs uh, for small kids hunger you know uh, making sure they don't sleep hungry and uh, distributing school school bags and everything but the uh, uh, but the other folks that i i keep meeting uh, at the at the meetups and my own partners when they hear about these stories and the kind of uh, uh, impact the contributions uh, can can do uh, so many of them they they may not end up joining hands with me on real estate but they definitely end up contributing something uh, you know, based on, hey, what do you think about, uh, you know, I, I I would love to do something for, for this charity or this. And we always share notes and, uh, you know, so I think there's, there, there is a lot of synergy in ideas, thoughts and actions. Um, uh, and it's not just about just buy real estate and pocket the money. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, right. uh, that's right. how, uh, that's how it's done. So, uh, so yes, we definitely should be talking um, about real estate too, because finally, uh, tomorrow, if I, I do leave my uh, W-2, then this would be one of the uh, source of income that provides for a lot of other things that I'm doing. So it sure. definitely is a is a key. Uh, but I, I do want to mention you, um, uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone had uh, said that to me before that I started with with the, the the charity thing first and then thought real estate would uh, you know support that and I, I i didn't think about it that way but now when you say that 
uh, you know, that, yeah, it's quite kind of funny. Yeah, that's it. It is. It is that way. I mean, I could continue my job, but that limits my time and flexibility. But real estate gives me that time and flexibility along with uh, the financial freedom I'm I'm trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not not funny. Haha. Funny. Amazing. I mean, really, just <laughs> yes, just yeah. remarkable. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about real estate because you're right. I mean, that that is. In, in certainly we we can all do something to have an impact whether we have a w2 job or we're in real estate or whatever there's there are ways to do it right you can make it happen um but i think the ability to just like we talk about scaling in real estate the ability to scale your impact kind of goes with that in real estate it's a little bit harder to do that i think sometimes in a in a w2 job where you you're sort of in a at a fixed level um but Tell us, I mean, kind of a, a bit about your real estate. I mean, I've got your bio in front of me, so I can see it was pretty pretty impressive portfolio in in you said in eighteen months. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So t tell us a little bit about you know kind of how you went through it. What what your uh, you know we talk a lot about syndication on this and, and what your I know you've got some syndications and some joint ventures, but but what's your role on the team? How, how do you structure those? I mean, just tell us a little bit about your real estate um, business itself. Sure. The so uh, I had absolutely zero knowledge of real estate. Uh, I you know I, I was thinking of various options. Sitting you know everyone sitting at home during COVID, working from home. Uh, it was so convenient. You know I started thinking how to do this permanently. <laughs> so I, I need some <laughs> passive income. So uh, stock market was not my cup of tea. I didn't have much money either. You know I just donated. I just given away a lot. I I still do. I keep like 20% of my and I just give give away everything else to my charities. But uh, um, uh, that time I started thinking how to get this uh, working, some passive income uh, where I, I can have more control on time and flexibility. And then I listened to a podcast, um, you know, Bigger Pockets, which is one of the largest forum on real estate. And I thought, oh, this is, this is great. Let me buy a duplex, right? So, <laughs> so <clears throat> excuse me. So I went ahead and, um, bought a duplex and then you know I thought okay this is now I just need to keep on adding that and and I think the next podcast I heard was on multifamily and I'm like oh dear I shouldn't have <laughs> bought a duplex you know now, I, why didn't I think of multifamily before but you know so uh, uh, so I jumped into multifamily immediately uh, you know within a month I sold my duplex six months later by the way just to scale up on multifamily but um uh, I learned the game. I, I joined a, um, a mentoring program. I did all the trainings. I met, I, I started attending various real estate groups. Uh, I also realized, and you know, this is one thing, and you can ask me about it later, um, as to what my analysis of the market was when I joined, uh, what it is now and throughout my journey, uh, because it is pretty interesting to see that every market, whether single family or multifamily, has gone through such huge changes in the last two, three years. You know, it's, it's kind of, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, moved the foundations of how the business was getting done, right? So, yeah. It's been a, um, been a bit of a roller coaster ride for sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, so um, uh, I think the the meetups and the, uh, the way uh, people were joining hands, uh, joining a mentorship group, that helped me to make those connections necessary to... Uh, because for me, sitting in California, having connections at at locations which really matter, uh, you know, where the numbers work and the deals are good, right? Uh, that became faster. So my first deal was a joint venture, just three partners, a seven unit 
Denver, Colorado, a high appreciation market, um, a higher price, but you know, higher returns too. So uh, uh, we we took that full cycle in like eight months. By the way, you know, we we uh, we got like sixty percent returns on that within eight months, and we even sold it off. Uh, but that was my first joint venture. Uh, then I started thinking bigger. Uh, when you when when I joined, and you know, especially in the last two years, what I have realized is. Uh, in syndications, if you are a newcomer, you either uh, have the ability to raise capital or the ability to find a deal so that you can take it to senior folks who can help you close it uh, as a newcomer, you know. So uh, um, I, uh, I, was, I was chatting with one of the Facebook, uh, some people from the Facebook group, and they asked me if I would help them on capital raise. And I said, yeah, I mean, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I may be in a good place to capital raise and let me try it. I raised a million dollars for that syndication, and uh, uh, you know, obviously the team was happy. They gave me a big chunk in asset management to certain activities that I needed to do. So that was, um, I think, one of the uh, biggest uh, wins early on in my real estate journey. Yeah. Uh, uh, to have to be, you know, uh, to be also working so closely with some uh, folks on on the asset management because then uh, the learning curve just shortened, you know, because. Um, you, you are you are learning a couple of aspects of the whole thing. You're learning how to raise money. You're learning how it is structured. You're learning how the asset is managed. You're looking at the reports, the budget reports, the income expense reports. You are talking to the property managers. And as a newcomer, that was that was something very useful for me. So that the first deal happened, then the second, and the third, fourth. And I always kept kept two things consistent in my journey. One was very uh, strong and well-connected investor communication. So all my investors are one-on-one. -on -one. Because of my job, I cannot uh, market on social media. So in fact, when you asked me what kind of title we should give this for podcast, you should, you know, we could have said raising 30 million with no social media. You know, that, that, that could have been one of the uh, We can still titles. use it. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, we can, you know, it's a, I think that would be an interesting title anyways. Um, so it's all been my one-on-one -on -one connections. I started with friends and family, smaller groups. They brought in their friends and family, right? Uh, when the first thing worked out, the word automatically spreads. Uh, you, you have some key, th the key, key things that I did was, uh, uh, if you if if you are targeting a social group, it could be your family or your friends or, uh, you know, people you meet in your, uh, uh, work meets or you know REI meets. If you can um, uh, target the person who is who who is who is who has the most possibility to go and tell people what is happening, even if it is like one percent <laughs> uh, of the contribution that he does, that's the person you want to convince first, right? So that's how the word spreads out. Um, that was well, that's that rule I applied quite early in the cycle, and then um, you know it's it's always been somebody, their friends, family, their friends, family, and they just expanded, right? So it's right. organic um, expansion of be between extended friends and families. Right? <laughs> uh, some people haven't met, but they know somebody who knows somebody and then they know me, you know, those kind of things. Sure, right? So sure. um, that's been my organic uh, growth in the capital raise uh, activity. Um, uh, the other thing that helped me was sitting, you know, I'm, I'm in California, um, uh, people here do have money in the bank accounts. You know, they they do uh, want to invest somewhere. 
but at this end you know the real estate is one of uh, a very favorable favorite options uh, they always choose but at the same time they are extremely particular about they ask more questions than my non california investors that's what i have uh, realized um, because you know if if we are if we uh, last two years since you are also in the space we go in with a 7% cash on cash 15 16% annual return i mean there are people who can say i made 7% on my tesla stock in a day right <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> so you so it totally depends on how you uh, present the opportunity and you know forecast the growth and the long term plan you know you have to really understand the asset class and then translate uh, to such audience right uh, many people want to buy single family want to buy another holiday home or home in the mountains and uh, you know for, for for such folks investing in syndication and having this projected 5 7 year hold it's it takes a while for them to grasp so uh, getting those uh, if uh, you know uh, if i have to put it correctly uh, having the strategy to make this information simpler consumable and translatable because i wanted those people also to translate to somebody else who they talk to right so um, uh, so that way uh, so th those were the key strategies that i worked on early on and that helped propel uh, my growth so now i have around eight syndications uh, on most of them i think almost six of them i my primary responsibility was capital raise and get a piece of the asset management and due diligence and investor relation um, two of the assets now, because of all the experience, uh, you know, I'm also leading asset management on that. Uh, but Excellent. like I said, the consistent thing has been a very tight coordination and communication with the investors. Uh, I formed text groups, WhatsApp groups, my email groups, and every month, every investor knows what's happening with the property. Even if there are some pictures to share randomly, I share it, you know, even if they, uh, let's say, a children's playground with, with no grass because we are still putting in the grass, right? <laughs> but I still right. share it, you know, telling that hey, this is uh, something that we we are doing. So that way they feel more connected. Um, and and so that's been my consistent thing. I, I think one of the complaints I heard from a lot of investors who had invested previously was um, they invest and they don't hear anything. You know, it's been a month or three months, they get some email. Uh, and I thought that's a gap that I need to fill. I don't know if I'll have enough time to fill uh, the gap for so many investors because it keeps building on. But good problem to have. Yeah, good problem. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's fantastic. And I mean, it really. Did you say thirty million? Yeah, that, I mean the so <laughs> you've raised thirty million. I mean yeah. that, that's incredible in in that amount of time. Um, uh, just yeah, really really impressive on a lot a lot of levels. But I think some of those strategies that you just outlined, um, I mean, it sounds it sounds simple in theory, but but not not easy. There's a lot of work that goes with it, right? I mean, you, you yeah. know, if you're if you're handling these investors, you know, sort of individually reaching out, you're not using social media. It's not this like blast you know you, you know that that goes out to everybody and, and you, you hope to kind of pick up you're, you're really uh hand holding one at a time so um really important i think for people to kind of listen to that that segment of this interview and just kind of what you outlined there is again it's it's simple but it's not easy 
Um, yeah. And so, you know, kind of those those steps, if you want to, if you want to be able to raise capital, if you want to be effective at it, that that is really what you have to do. And e even if you even if you aren't <laughs> limited by your job in in using social media, it, it it's it's the right approach. It it you know the reporting and and being uh, being having an open line of communication with those investors as to what's going on in each project. It's going to be the reason that they come back to you, and it's going to be the reason that they tell their friends to come to you. So it's it's kind of that's that's really what is um, necessary in in the way of of capital raising. So um, yeah. I and feel... the the other thing I, I do want to highlight is you have all types of investors. You have investors who want you know first they would ask, can I you know even if you have a minimum fifty k investment, they would say, can I invest twenty five k? But they agree to fifty later on, right? So you have such kind of investors at one spectrum, uh, you have to cater to those. And then the other spectrum, you go into meetups, you have your networking, and there are family offices who come in with an eight, $9 million check, yeah. right? And you are the key coordinator, strategizer of how the whole deal would work, right? So I had to deal with the whole spectrum. Uh, and, uh, um, um, you know, uh, currently I have around at least 45, 50 people who are in the regular W-2, investors who are in the regular W-2, people like me who probably have saved uh, over the over the years and they just want to te test the waters and keep on uh, putting a little amount in in, in different deals. Uh, and then there are some people who, you know, who have experience in this field and they don't mind signing a 200, 300, or half a million check sometimes. So... And then you know uh, you're fortunate enough if if you can get in connect uh, get connected to a family office who lo do their due diligence on you uh, who want to partner with you and then they can bring in um, a bigger check to take the deal down. So uh, having the experience to deal with all these three kinds of uh, I'm sure there are more you know more types of investor I have not yet dealt with, but uh, that has been uh, worth the experience. That has really been. Uh, um, uh, that helped fuel the growth in the last two years. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And, and I think, I mean, really, yes, I, I, I guess every every investor is an individual and has their own, you know, needs and what they what what you're trying to solve for them with these opportunities. But I do think you sort of outlined the main groups of of who you're going to be um, interacting with, and it, it is a different approach for each of them, right? It's a different um, kind of you know the, the the beginning investor the 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 you know sort of that that w2 investor who is is just trying to figure it out you, that's a lot more education and and kind of uh, making them feel safe and then the the investors in the family offices that have real estate and experience then the now you're really talking to them at at a at a deal level and getting more granular yeah. as to what uh what is really appealing about this particular deal and 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 the way that you manage them so i think um yeah but both uh both approaches you really need to have both if you want to you know kind of expand your investor database so um it's, it's really a, a kind of a great a great outline um well i this has all been really fascinating and i and i truly we could i feel like we could talk about sort of go down either road for for hours um <laughs> in terms of your your impact and and also real estate investing uh i'm, I'm extremely impressed by by all of it um, but I, I do want to switch gears just so I don't keep you all day, but I want to 
um, get to the part where I ask you the questions um, that I ask each guest in the show. Um, first one being, of course, related to the name of the show being Know Your Why. And I think, you know, you have talked a bit about, I'm, I'm guessing, <laughs> some of what's involved <laughs> here, but um, I do want to give you the opportunity to to expand on that. And, uh, and even, you know, if you want to sort of pitch uh, people getting involved in in the impact, then then please feel free to do that here. Uh, yeah, and I think, uh, thanks for asking that question, because there's something that, uh, uh, you know, has been, uh, and I've been thinking about it ever since I sponsored um, those two families from Ukraine, and they, they, both the families had small kids, I think, that lost their fathers in the war. Um, they, you know, they are, they are moving to LA now, we have made uh, arrangements for them in LA where some of their family, uh, you know, their aunts and all are already there. Um, so what I was thinking when, when that happened was I, I did not uh, expect to be approved to be a sponsor or a guardian, to be honest. Uh, being an immigrant on, in a W-2 on a, a work visa, you know, we, we, we really don't have a lot of uh, choices or a lot of, uh, yeah. um, uh, you know, we uh, we can't financially sponsor anymore. We can't do things that the, the U.S. citizens would normally do. And that's what was uh, mentioned when I uh, tried to fill the form. But I said, hey, wh what the hell? I'm trying to do a good thing here. Let me just fill the form. I'm sure uh, somebody, uh, you know, will look at all the details. And I wrote all my details. I gave all my financial do because they ask a lot about who you are, what you are. Yeah. Um, they, they, they tell you that you should expect a call from the immigration services, even the FBI, because they do a background check, you know, just to make sure it's not a human trafficking, uh, you know. Right. And uh, I was ready. I was prepared for everything. So when I when I filled filled that up, and you know, it took a couple of days submitting, creating, submitting the documents they needed, and uh, I sent it. Uh, I, I sent that out, and literally on the ninth or tenth day, I got a call from the social worker who was coordinating all this. She said, "Hey, we got the approval." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> 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 Nobody called me. They usually, you yeah. know, people they they ask you to come and give your fingerprints or something of that right, sort, just right. to make sure. Nothing, you know. It it was it was kind of uh, a miracle that you know whatever I had written and the form, they just knew that some. I mean, obviously they do their own background checks and due they have their own methods. We all know that. Yeah. Um, but what I've been thinking since then is, there are so many people who would probably hesitate to not do something like this because they are like, I don't know if I'm eligible. I don't know if I could do it. Right. I don't know. Right. If, uh, but, you know, uh, that's not the case. You you can do a lot. And I've been telling this to so many of my colleagues and, uh, you know, people who are like me waiting for their uh, uh, green cards and then the citizenship or whatever. It's like, hey, you're, you're good. You know, you have your honest tax paying uh, people in this country, you know, you just go ahead, do it. It's, it's a very straightforward thing. I was pleasantly surprised by the whole thing. That gave me uh, a lot of inspiration to, you know, reach out and uh, uh, do a few things which I probably would have hesitated from. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I in, in fact, also what happened was just because of this one incident, now suddenly I have some partners from my real estate who are like, hey, we also want to do something like like this. Can you find some families who we can support so now now i have an additional task <laughs> to to uh, to connect some families to these new sponsors who are, so uh, it's been uh, uh, you know it's been eye opening it's been uh, gratifying very satisfying and um, something 
uh, out of the ordinary you know we we uh, something that uh, uh, you know i knew that this would be my why eventually uh, but i i didn't expect the way things are happening <laughs> it it just yeah. uh, it's sometimes it looks random sometimes it looks all planned somebody from above is making the plan you know <laughs> so, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah just wanted to mention these things no i i mean and that's a great thing to sort of put out there because i do think it like your your ability to create that impact it was one you had to do it right you had to take action you took action um at the airport i mean you had to you had to decide to do something you had to decide to to want to be uh that type of person and then find the steps to go through the processes and and sort of not be held back by whatever limiting belief you know it is like being an immigrant or not you know i'm sure people can come up with lots of excuses not to but but you didn't do any of that you just you just did good uh you just did good by people and it, it's thank you um I, honestly truly truly inspirational and and uh I, you know we, we'll talk more about this offline but <laughs> i think that this is um just incredibly incredibly compelling to, to people listening whether you know you're in real estate or not uh here's here's there are ways to to you know, make the world a better place. So I um, appreciate that you're doing that. So I, I, I just think it's amazing. You, um, but yeah, again, I I would love to, we'll, we'll talk more once, once we're off uh, sure. recording. But Thank you, Jason. The, the why, I mean, like I said before, it's almost like you, you do need to start with a why, but it's almost like you, 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 you went hard <laughs> into the why part of this. And then we're like, Oh, I think I can use real estate to help me with this. And it just, yeah. it, it just, I see, we have, I have a lot of guests on the show that, you know, we see all different um, facets of real estate, different asset classes, different strategies, whatever it is. But, but I don't, I haven't really seen this type of difference, I guess, in the way that people kind of get in it. And it's just, it's so cool to me to see, you know, what you're doing, but also just see here, here's another example of, it doesn't have to look the same. It doesn't have you getting into real estate doesn't have to be for the same reason as someone else. It doesn't have to be in the same path as someone else. There's just so many different ways to come about it. But at the end, at the end of the day, it will very, very likely allow you the financial time, freedom, whatever the, the ability to then have an impact back uh, and, and give back to the world. So super cool to see that, you know, sort of full circle and from, Thank from different you, angles. Um, but, uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll go to the next question that I typically <laughs> ask people, um, sure. when tell us something about yourself, I, you have shared a lot here. Uh, and so, but I like to maybe find out something that people don't necessarily know about you. Um, you know, a special skill, a hobby, just something to, to let the listeners know you a little bit better. Well, I do think people uh, know, uh, you know, because I'm quite an extrovert and I meet, uh, a lot of people. But one thing that I noticed, you have the Batman poster. They have one of my favorite characters. <laughs> and my other favorite character is uh, the Peanuts team, right? The <laughs> yeah. I think I learned a lot about, you know, you you a lot about life from, from this cartoon strip. You know, we all carry our insecurities, anxieties. Um, we all try to help each other, you know. Uh, uh, life is going to be simple. Life is going to be tough. Uh, I don't know. You, you just need to 
uh, be there, be available uh, for the people around us and life will happen. And, you know, it will be, uh, you know, you can, uh, you can cross any hurdles that come. I think being available, being present, uh, and generally being a happy person, I think that that really helps being grateful for what you have um, or even what you don't have sometimes because we uh, we never know the things that we de we desire or crave. If they are in our lives, maybe we would be a different people sometimes. You know, that just again, going towards the deep thinking process. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, that, uh, uh, you know, that's one of my uh, favorite uh, strips. You know, people say, I, 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 I do read a lot of other books, but most of my lessons I get from <laughs> this. I'm all um, for it. <laughs> I, I, and I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm 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 majorly into health and wellness, uh, you know, fitness. Uh, so uh, um, I make sure I take good care of my body and what I eat uh, um, because I need all that energy uh, to do the kind of stuff that I'm doing, uh, especially because it's um, spreading quite wide and far now. So yeah. I do want to enjoy this longer and leave my W two job when the time comes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, stay healthy. The world needs you. This is uh, <laughs> for sure, for sure important. Um, hey, Month, when people hear this and they want to reach out, what's the best way for them to get hold of you? Yeah, my um, uh, my website is zenaboardgroup.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can uh, even text me. My uh, my number is 925-694-2677. I love to talk to anyone, even if you have never, we have never spoken. Uh, you know, you can text me or... Um, just go to my website and get on my calendar and, and we can surely connect. Okay, great. And we'll put that in the show notes so people have that. I'm sure, sure they're going to want to connect after this. You're going to have a lot more uh, families to find sponsors for, um, or <laughs> sponsors you. to find families for, I guess, is <laughs> the, the other way around. Um, yeah. Final question for you. What is a piece of advice you would give to someone who is starting out, um, you know, trying to, trying to get into real estate? They want to They want to find their path. What would you tell them? Uh, that's a great question, and thank you for asking that. Because I, I, I kept thinking, you know, I, I, I get a chance to say this, but uh, especially someone, a newcomer coming into this space, uh, understand and realize that the market has gone through a huge upheaval in the last two, three years. It is probably recalibrating, coming back to maybe older times or maybe some levers may be adjusted, and we we see a new way of doing things. So when when you are entering in such a market, be realistic. Uh, you know, all inspirational videos, uh, great podcasts, people leaving their jobs in 12 months, 14 months, people waving a wad of cash in front of this, in front of the camera, all, the, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's good visuals and it's good to, good to hear, but uh, be very realistic and whatever you do, your effort, your contribution, your time, um, uh, if you, if you get a deal, you close the deal, the returns, try to, uh, look at the numbers and try to match all the numbers and see you're happy with it eventually, right? Shouldn't happen. You raise a million dollars for, uh, you know, as your first effort for a deal and you don't even have 2% of the deal. So I'm just giving an example here, right? Because right. that that what does that mean in the numbers? And would you be happy getting that after putting in that kind of effort? So try to visualize that, uh, have a pen and paper, try to, try to work out some numbers and only take decisions, moves, Move slow, steady, but move daily. That's my advice. Awesome. Love it. Um, listen, this has been fantastic. Uh, such a such a great conversation. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I just can't 
can't thank you enough for coming and, and sharing, you know, your story and, and what, what you're doing for, for people. So um, thank you so much for your time today, Hemant. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. And again, an honor and privilege. I'm very grateful for being uh, inviting me on this podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and to listeners, I have no doubt you're going to love this episode and get a lot of value out of this. Um, so please like, rate, and review so we can get more great guests. Um, and uh, certainly would love to get you back on again at some point because I think there's just so much more here to to unpack. So, so thank you again, Himat. I, I really do sure. appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.